it's me, Mommy. I'm the new Swan Queen. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Mark Watlington, and uh, the other host could be brilliant, but he's a coward. I'm Chad, and I'm sorry. Stop saying that! It's exactly what I'm talking about. Stop being so fucking weak. All right. That's All right. Pretty, good, pretty good advice. <laughs> good energy. Sorry yeah. about the show. Uh, so on the show, as you probably know by now, maybe you're you're um, a new time, a first time listener, and you're just the world's biggest Black Swan fan, and maybe you're popping in. So if you don't know, on this show, we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. We also talk about what the Oscars pick for the best movie of a particular year, and then to wrap things up, we pick another movie uh, that represents that year in some way for us. Um, Today on Best Pictures, we're talking about a movie that's about a girl who gets turned into a swan and she needs love to break the spell, but her prince falls for the wrong girl, so she kills herself. But before that, let's talk about what we've seen at the Megaplex. That is kind of accurate. It's it's the plot of I mean swan it's plot of Swan Lake. Yeah, <laughs> swan, but, yeah. yeah. It's I it, it is it the plot is of, the plot of Black yeah. Swan. That's the whole idea. But yeah, yeah. Um, what you guys see at the Megaplex, my friends? Gosh, well, I didn't go to the Megaplex because uh, Disney hates art. I guess. Hey, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Good, hold on. good movie. Mark could have said that. I could have said that. You live in the town where you could have gone and seen this in theaters, yeah, and it's not that find, far away I from you. I gotta go find parking at uh, no, you, downtown but, Hollywood. That's fine. That's fine. You can't say that, though. Well, I can't use my AMC A-list to go see it. Uh-huh. I have to go to the El Capitan. And mm-hmm. when I say the El Capitan, I realize I'm saying the... That's the incorrect. Captain. Yeah. El Capitan uh, Theater. You... Mm-hmm you don't want to have to financially support art so that is why you didn't go to theaters is that what i'm hearing you say um what you're hearing is that disney is trying mm-hmm. to uh bury this movie uh-huh um, definitely actually, trying to bury even, it that doesn't even really feel true because they are marketing it pretty heavily and <laughs> it's dropping the it marketing's all over the place streaming service and it's yeah. for free on the service which most of their mainstream movies have not been Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. It was called Luca, and it's about a fish boy and his fish boyfriend, and they really want a Vespa. Um, I'm not the first to say this. I've seen it said before, but when I watched it, I agreed that it feels like Pixar made a Studio Ghibli film in a way, mm-hmm. in the way that it's like very, like, it, it's, it's more of a vibe movie, I think, than Pixar has ever made. Yeah, I mean, there's a plot, but it is so loose. Very like, simple, and yeah. it's it's more about just enjoying the uh, Italian vibes and the childhood friendships, and uh, it's like mystical childhood friendships feels pretty Miyazaki. Yeah, um, definitely. And- you know, he's got some of the more like serious, intense ones, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really feel like those, but like it feels like a Moanoke. No, it doesn't. One, but <laughs> it does not feel like that. It feels like Totoro is what I was trying to say. Yeah, but Totoro, Ponyo, away, Ponyo. Yeah, very, Ponyo. very Ponyo, very Ponyo. Um, and they they live in Porto Rosso. So. Do they like ham? No, they live in Porco Rosso. No, no, you're right. Uh, Porco, it's Porto Rosso. Porco is the pig because of pork. Right. Yeah, Porto is the port town where they live. Porto yes. Rosso. I love Porco Rosso. The film. 
Uh, me too. I haven't logged it yet, but I did watch it before uh, watching Luca. Um, yeah, it was good. I watched. I it may be a pig, but I'm not a fascist. um yeah luca it's uh i like it because pixar movies even though i do find them like very very gorgeous to look at Mm -hmm. they do kind of look samey they did start to break it a bit in soul Mm -hmm. those um characters did have very distinct character designs but then all the soul world looked kind of blobby in a way that we've seen before which isn't bad it's still good looking um but well, this the, movie uh, the eternity creatures in that movie sure. the ones that yes. like, looked like line that was like something i'd never seen in the in right. a 3d animated movie before but um, this one it's it doesn't look like other pixar movies it looks almost yeah. stop motiony it's they really yeah. do some cool things with the animation to make it Mm-hmm. They don't strive for realism as hard in this movie. Um, no, not at all. Which I really and like. It's not to the detriment of like the animation. I feel like with Pixar, they've gone for photo real pretty much since the beginning of the studio. Yes. They've been trying to mm-hmm. shoot for photorealistic stuff. Yes. And that doesn't age very well. But I feel like this movie will age perfectly because it will always look as real as it's trying to look right now. Like the well, original Toy Story, it looks fine, but it right. like, when you compare it to Toy Story 4, it's like night and day. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of become a they weep because there are no worlds left to conquer type thing. <laughs> right. Because when you make that cat in Toy Story 4, there's just no other advancement. Or the you can rain do. in Toy Story 4. Yeah. So now it's, but now I'm like really excited. They're really experimenting with what can Pixar mm-hmm. do to be more. And hey, surprise surprise even though i like those four guys when you start letting more people direct and just the four people mm-hmm. who was cycling through in the beginning yeah. you start seeing some experimentation on things which yeah. um it's pretty exciting yeah um, the last two pixar releases man they have me excited about the future of animation because i yeah. feel like we were getting to a pretty stale place and we're breaking out of it and the next one is Turning Red, which I think will be very good, but its character designs are a little similar to things we've seen. And then I think the next is Buzz Lightyear. But, you know, every so often, you it's know, just taking these swings. It's uh, cleaner. Right. It's Lightyear. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I really loved Luca. It's um, yeah, me too. It's great. It like nice, Jack Dylan watch. Grazier is a, mm-hmm. does, gives a great voice performance, as does Jacob Tremblay. Yep. Uh, the parents are funny. It was Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan, I think. Yep. The parents. Yep. Yeah, and then funny. Sasha Baron Cohen was the uncle. Barely. <laughs> like he's barely yeah. in it. That was a that was the one voice that immediately my wife recognized. Um really? she's like, that's Sasha Baron Cohen, right? And I was like, Did yeah. you watch the end credits? Because he pops back up. Oh, does he? No, no, he didn't. Yeah, he pops back up. Is he like hanging out in the deep? Yeah. Gotcha. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mark, what did you see? Not Luca. Um, no. I, I plan on watching that uh, here soon. I've been busy watching sports because the Atlanta basketball team is doing well, my friends. Mark can only watch one tune per month and he's saving his tokens to watch uh, Space Jam because he keeps telling us. He's like, is man, it looks month? so good at July. Like it's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, it, it looks so good. I love basketball and this movie looks so good. It and that's a Mark so Watlington thumbs up the, approved. That's all I need. Tunes plus basketball. Um, I watched In the Heights, the movie that saved the some Heights. of us. 
single-handedly absolutely the did box not office. save What's, cinema. Huh? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, it it's barely scratched past like yeah. $10 million its opening weekend. I definitely um, overhyped that movie in my head for what I thought it was going to be. I think you need to rewatch that movie is what so, I'll tell you, Chad. I also do think I need to rewatch it. I got a phone call from my boss as the credits were uh, not as the credit as the trailers were playing right before the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that'll do it. And, that'll do uh, it. I answered the phone. I ran out of the theater, answered the phone, and we were in like crisis mode. Everything's fine at work, but in that moment, I needed to like uh, we we drafted an email together over the phone, and we I was eagerly awaiting what that email um, response mm-hmm. was going to be. And uh, for the first like twenty minutes of the movie, I was kind of refreshing so the phone, and I, I it kind of ruined the movie a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's probably definitely it because like mm-hmm. the movie is good. Yeah, the movie is very good. It, it's good. It was a little cringe, and Lin Manuel Miranda. I can never see. Uh, shut up. Okay, Mark, talk but, about it. I mean, <laughs> musical theater is cringe. Shut the fuck up, Chad. I'm gonna not always. It's not always cringe. It absolutely always is cringe. Name Tell of... me, Les Miserables is yes. cringe. Yeah. Yes. 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 Cringe. Uh, it is a chat. We will talk about Les Mis being cringe, <laughs> but um, I love it. That's musicals. It, it's it's not, overwrought cringe, emotion all the way cringe, through. It's not cringe in the same way. No, I mean Lin Manuel is specifically cringe and has his own type yeah. of cringe. Yeah. Um. We got. Yeah. Find in his word. five minutes in the movie. Well, also his script. That's and... not my biggest like criticism of the movie is that I see his face and I can't help but laugh. But that being said, there were some like beautiful sequences when they dance on the side of the building and like the yeah. way the choreography builds into them going like vertical. Yes, and then that's very good. Takes you back out of it. That's like one of the few times I can remember in recent history where, where when watching a movie where I'm like, I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they filmed this scene. And I would love to watch a behind the scenes uh, featurette on that sequence. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. So good. Probably like the pull scene. The camera sideways pull and stood on a set. Um, I liked. I mean, I liked a but lot of most of the explain. scenes. Okay. <laughs> Digital CGI. You can do anything nowadays. Yeah, they. they um, there's there's some compositing there. Yeah. Um, or they just put the thing on a spinny thing like an Inception. Um, I think it was probably a combination of that and some kind of uh, digital compositing between two shots. But. Yeah. Either way, it looks great. The execution it does. is incredible. I was also surprised that song. I don't know if either of you guys know the actual musical. I I feel like I heard that that song is not in the musical. No, all but of I think the all, all of the song they all are except for the end credit song. Mm-hmm. Okay, they cut out a bunch, but everything in the musical is, or everything in the movie is in the show. They just gotcha, kind of move gotcha. some shit around. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they cut a lot of Benny stuff. Um, that makes sense. I I I thought it was really great. I thought that all of the cast was amazing. Yep. Um, yeah. Anthony Ramos is a star. <laughs> like abs- the minute he shows up on screen, you're great. like, "Fuck, okay, this is a movie star." Um, Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Smith, of, of course. course, is always gonna always gonna do it. Good morning, Usnavi. Love it. Dun, 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 cap, um, it just it bit. just felt very like uh summertime in the city. Yeah, loving community, like culture and the people around you. It made me want to live like 
I made me want to live in New York or in like a yeah. community that is that tight knit. I don't know if that exists anywhere anymore, and it definitely hasn't for the past. You know, I I love I love the pool scene, the the like yeah, Busby yeah. Berkeley kind of like riff. Like I the pool scene, the the scene in the barber shop is also just amazing. Yes, that seems good. There, yeah. the, the, there's the 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 nightclub scene is now blowing up on TikTok. Which yes, is I fun. love the night. Oh, is I it? have not seen those TikToks when they're yes. like. It's the part where he's when like they're dancing and they're not dancing um, with each other, kind of thing. Yeah, he says something like he's like, "I've been waiting all night. You've been shaking your ass for like half of the heights." <laughs> like that part <laughs> keeps being used. Gotcha. It's I very haven't seen fun. those. Gotta send me yeah. some. Um, um yeah, I, I like great. it. It's, a, it's like an A plus musical. Movie yeah. Musical. Um, I, I think it's really, really good. Myself. I um you know um Lynn Manuel wrote it while in college, <laughs> like while he was in Wesleyan. Wow. Um and it sort of feels like a first musical in some ways. You know, mm-hmm. it's very vibes, I mean a very like skilled um you know first musical but um well he also had co-writers yes he did um so i i it doesn't feel like as refined or tight as like hamilton does um i haven't seen bring it on yes i have did Did i see bring it on i did see bring it on i saw auburn do a production of bring it on and i had forgotten but that that one's that show's pretty fun uh i hope they do a movie remake of that um but um yeah i don't know I think it's, it's, interesting it's crazy that his how next it musical is a musical that he did not write he's just adapting it for a movie yeah it's a jonathan larson thing it's very very interesting that he yep. is directing that he, he didn't write it at all i and it looks good i'm very interested i've not that. seen the trailer um and he's doing the the disney uh musical later this year which moana yeah slaps so i'm very excited to see that um yeah i don't know i liked it it um i why is this not a huge hit i don't really understand when greatest showman is like what's the biggest fucking thing of all time kind of twofold i think there was hype around it last year and i think the hype died and i think there's lin-manuel miranda fatigue which is tied into that a bit. Yeah, from fucking rich liberals. Like, I don't know. The, the, okay, the, okay. the general the, the, public the, 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 doesn't the, the, really the, care. But second part of this, uh, I mean, there's been the backlash. It had a of uh, less... No, internet backlash. It, like, yeah, internet things backlash, that don't, ex- don't exist that to that's... the general public. That That's why I don't understand why this compared to, like, Greatest Showman. I think that there's backlash for as... showman too i mean yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like so yeah. we're on twitter so we see backlash but like mm-hmm. that doesn't reach our moms and our moms are the audience for this like why yeah our moms are the audience for this and i don't know how much our moms want to go out to the theaters for the first time in a long time to see a movie about people of color living in a people of color neighborhood yeah um which we're talking about royal mothers a... not our specific mothers i'm talking the about royal our mother um <laughs> okay. well i mean i'm not talking about my specific mom if she's listening um, <laughs> she doesn't does she listen to this fuck no. he's he said too many cousins for her to listen hmm. um, um turn the fuck off 
I mean, it was like episode three or four where I said that Nala made me horny from the Lion King. And yeah. I think my mom probably checked out after that. If yeah, she was probably listening. so. Yeah. I think my mom checked out after like episode three of Mark and Cody review the entire universe. So, which is fair. It's a long time. Um, yeah, I, I just am a little curious because things like this should play like gangbusters. And, you know, it did on Broadway and it's very just interesting. Um, yeah. And and yes, there were backlash and stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. really think that did anything to the movie, really. Um, but uh, John Chu is directing Wicked next, apparently, which will be fascinating. Let John Chu make another action movie. <laughs> an action what action movie, movie did he make? Has he not? Did he not he, make an action movie? No, he did G.I. Joe Retaliation. I want him to mm. do an action movie, but I yes. guess he's in musical zone right now. Um, and I guess they just gave up on doing a sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. Like, when is that coming out? I don't know. Uh, um, but Dude, if that was a big hit. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. That. I wonder if since this is not a big hit, they'll Wicked's never fucking coming out. Yeah, um, I don't so know if they're actually going to direct Wicked. They'll probably move him from Wicked to do the like assured hit of Crazy Rich Asians. But I think he would do mm. good with Wicked, a show that I don't really love as much as other people, but would still. I like anytime it. musical theaters, it, it'll definitely make more money than this. Um, not hard to, uh, apparently. Um, well, but anytime. also it has songs that people know. It has characters right. that people mm-hmm. know. That yeah. is the that is one of the things I was reading about it is like this movie doesn't have any big name stars and mm. there's not a song to sell it on. And like the trailer, cats, you sell on memory, right? Like, yeah, right. Um, so and the trailer and that for this worked really well kind of played all of the songs, but in a way that made it sound not great. If you don't know that it's playing a medley of songs, you know, uh, right? And like, I mean. Hamilton on Disney Plus was a bigger hit than this release theatrically. Definitely shaped culture more. When well, I don't even Disney mean the Plus. show. I just mean it releasing. On no, Disney I mean, Plus. I mean the specific. I mean specifically the Disney Plus release shaped culture mm-hmm. more than the. Well, I think that that's directly related to the fact that the musical Hamilton shaped culture more than the musical In the Heights. I think probably. you're probably the right. only I people that right. listen to the In the Heights cast album are the people that listen to the uh, ha- uh, Hamilton cast album like a thousand times. Or and their mm-hmm. p- musical theater nerds were the ones who were really hot on In the Heights, whereas yeah. Hamilton did hit everybody. I mean, that's all fair. I. I want this to be the year of the musical, and I'm worried when we're off to this rocky oh, of a start. Won't be West Side and... Story either, I don't think. Nah, I on. think West Side Story is going to be fucking massive. <laughs> There's no way around that one. Maybe it's a plot people know with characters people know. It's a hit movie that know. people love that made a ton of money. It's got recognizable stars, and it's directed by fucking Steven Spielberg, and it's releasing in. December and is an Oscar push. I would bet and all has of my money, money that it will make more money than this movie has. <laughs> oh, it will make more money than In the Heights. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be like the, a huge life changing hit either. Oh, I think it's I think it's cresting over a hundred mil easy. Well, 
I have I mean, no yeah. idea how to even gauge what the <laughs> true things theater are market right will be like in um, December. So I have no well, idea. There are now two things that have crested $100 million. So I, th I think yeah, that we're coming start, back. Things will start making $100 million again. Uh, yeah. I just, if we're off to a rocky start and we still have to fucking get through Dear Evan Hansen, which is a yeah. bad musical. I'll say Lynn's. <laughs> but from the greatest showman, people. So I don't fucking know. Lynn's uh, directorial debut, the. Uh, Tick, boom, tick, boom, boom, ticky, ticky, boom, tick, ticky, boom, tick, tick. Uh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be good. Yeah. I think West Side Story will be the hit of the year, though. I will go ahead and predict that the tick boom will not be a box office. Uh, well, it's failure. wow, what a <laughs> radical guess since it's a Netflix exclusive. I, I said what I said. <laughs> It'll a thousand million people will watch it in the first hour that it's streaming. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be a good hit. Well, speaking of West Side Story, speaking of Steven Spielberg, what I saw at the theater this week, or this 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 period of time, was Raiders of the Lost Ark. You guys ever freaking heard of it? Yeah, man, I love Indiana Jones. That is uh, chapter 24 of the Indiana Jones saga. Yeah. It's the sequel Yo. to the young Indiana Jones TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Guys, that's on Paramount Plus now. I am like, I, might I think I'm going to fuck it up and watch I've it. I've seen, dude, they're all movies. It's 20, it's 23 movies. movies. They're all, what? they're all 90 minutes. They're all around 90 minutes. Gosh, so, I mean, I hadn't seen them. My grandmother had some VHSs of the, of these. I guess I watched full movies and I just thought they were episodes. I am just freaking out that I didn't know there's fucking 25 Indiana Jones movies and that <laughs> sounds pretty good to me even if they're not that great um or is young or is young Indiana Jones River Phoenix for all of them or is he just young Indiana Jones in the beginning of Temple or he's, ju uh, that's, he's just uh, the beginning in the Last Crusade yeah. he's just um so is is it a different time period different of Indy or it just looks different I think it's he just, post, he just looks different. Post River Phoenix, though. Because I River do think Phoenix it is post River Phoenix. First. Okay. Yeah. I, but I do know that Harrison Ford does play old Indy in one of them, and he's got like a fucking like eye patch or something. I do know that Dude, that happens in one if of them. If he doesn't have an eye patch in this upcoming movie, I'm going to be upset. I mean, we've seen some photos, and we know he doesn't. But I'm going to go ahead and assume what those movies are. Those episodes of TV are not canon. I think they're canon. Um, also, here's the fucked up thing. This movie may take place before Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I'm worried about that. Wait, you think uh, Indiana Jones 5, 5 or whatever they're calling it? Uh, I guess I don't have a name for it yet. I think there's a... There's not a zero chance when they're definitely doing de-aging in the movie. They'll at least do a flashback. And so Shia LaBeouf has not signed on. No. And neither is, Which is uh, sort of Karen Allen. Nope. Yep. <laughs> so it feels like Karen Allen would like kind of need to be in it. And also kind yeah. of that Shia LaBeouf would need to be in it. Yeah, I unless just they wish, just like, got a divorce or she yeah, died or They something. got married, they're old, and they were like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, we can't even make it through. I mean, that's kind of what the Die Hard movies did. Like, whenever he and Holly McLean yeah, got back well, together, huh? they just immediately, like, divorced them off screen before Die Hard 3. I don't I mean, know. they could do the Ocean's 13 where they're like, yeah, this is not really her her fight. Like, she does this, this is not really involved her. She's her own mm -hmm. person having her own movie right now. We have seen on the set that he's wearing the dots for de-aging. I yeah. hope the whole movie isn't de-aged. I hope so, But at too. least some of it is. Um, I don't and we've look seen, like, Nazi symbols and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Ooh. Um, so, that much de-aging. 
potentially. Maybe it's about neo-Nazis and there are flashbacks to real Nazis. Yes, I I do think there's a chance of like he goes to Argentina or whatever, right? And it's like he's dealing with the fallout of some Nazi stuff. But they should have just, I mean, Shia LaBeouf is in trouble right now. Um, But them... Shia also probably wouldn't want to come back. You could also recast that part. You could also recast that part. I mean, the cast they have is good. Um, Yeah. I don't I, know who else is in it. Phoebe Waller Phoebe Bridge. Waller Bridge. Right. Mickelson, Dude, if, if she picks up her own like adventure franchise as a spinoff of Indiana Jones, that'd be fun. Unless she's the villain. Is she the villain? We don't Probably not. know. Hmm. Um, I hope, like, why just make Indiana Jones movies? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're doing it. They're making an Indiana Jones movie. I know, but like, just make them. <laughs> They're doing it. They're filming no, just it make right more. Now. Why is Indiana Jones five a Harrison Ford movie? I I don't because... understand. We are so stuck. This is what gets me so fucking heated about the end of Mandalorian season two. We can cast new people to do yeah. things for these franchises. I yeah. like. There's already fucking twenty six Indiana Jones movies. Apparently, why can't we recast him? It's not sacrilegious. I like, have it's... the feeling that Harrison has approval over mm. if another Indiana Jones movie gets made. So uh, there is to die basically in some plane crash because that's how it's going to happen. Waiting on the plane like twelve times. Unfortunately, if he dies, then the generation of people that watch these movies is also on the way out. So. I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They're good. Yeah. I just, they should do short round, which is something that people online have talked that about. Feels like it a is accurate and they lay up and they should do it as a like reclamation thing. Um, I don't know. Just like, just make it, just make it. I don't know. what. I, I just am frustrated by like getting stuck in the legacy of these things, giving things too much reverence. Um, it's almost where we like think committing ourselves to only making IP movies gets us stuck in a rut. I, I mean, I think that if we can either make new Indiana Jones movies with new actors or make mm-hmm. other movies, uh, and we are making other movies as well, but like, yeah, we're making it. Yeah, we're making why do we have to make Indiana Jones movies if, if the fact that we make an Indiana Jones movies means we have to have an 80 year old in the role? That's my point. Like, I like if you're gonna, if you're gonna do franchise, do something that is not just let's have Harrison Ford too old to do it, keep showing up. Um, I don't know. I, like, if you want to use the name, I mean, they're coming out with the video game in the next couple of years. I think I'm yeah. more excited about that than I am the fifth one. I mean, I'm excited um, about the movie. And I, I say that as someone who uh, hates Crystal Skull a lot. Unfairly. Well. It's it's not that bad. Um, you have personal ties to it that make you sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, if they made an Indiana Jones style movie, that would be fucking rad. But they're not really doing it. They're so, making like, a that's... literal Indiana Jones movie. No, know. no, I know. But give me, I want an Indiana Jones. And this is the thing mm-hmm. I thought about while watching Raiders. I want a, I want an Indiana Jones style movie once every three months. Yeah, I would well, love an adventure movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, cool. that's what I'm Please, saying. That like, era of adventure. Yeah. I just uh, like 
Tomb Raider didn't get off the ground. Uncharted, don't have high hopes for. The um, Mummy should have been an, a new Indiana Jones thing. And it was for a while until it wasn't. The the 90s mummies. The 90s were, are uh, Indiana Jones riffs, but... Um, and then, like, the Tom like, Cruise one felt like it was in the same vein of, like, that not, adventure. It's too much of, of an action movie is the problem with that it's, one. It's a superhero yeah. origin story is what it is. Yeah. Well, it it's is. that, but it's also, like, I don't know. You've got, like, the cool adventurer, his, like, silly sidekick and the girl. Uh mm-hmm. You got kind of like a lot of the formula stuff that makes these um, adventure movies. I just just send people on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've I've been watching the Fast and Furious movies a lot, and I, I the thing I like about those movies is like, hey, there's gonna be something that goes on this time, and we're gonna have this team. They're gonna go figure it out. Like, just do that. But it's an archaeologist <laughs> finding like ancient artifacts. Just just. Put someone in a jungle. That's all I ask for. Just put somebody in a jungle. You Why? think Jungle Cruise is going to scratch this itch? No, that one's more Pirates of the Caribbean. It's more African Queen. Well, but there's like, I don't know if you guys have seen the latest trailer. There's like some Davy Jones-esque monsters in it. Interesting. I mean, Indiana Jones has had like, I don't know, the Ark of the really Covenant monsters. melts people's faces. And then you've got like. There is that tribe. There's they do the, rip his heart out. They rip his heart out. Um, you've got like that knight that lived for like hundreds and hundreds of years just in mm-hmm. the, the temple where the holy grail is. Um, and we haven't even watched the show yet, so who knows what else there is. You have literal space aliens in the fourth one. So like I don't oh, know. No, it's good. I know, which is why when the fifth one's gonna be like, uh this is Nazi juice and it makes you sick. I'm going to be like, come on. We well, had no, aliens like, in the last one. Mysticism is built into the DNA of Indiana Jones. Yeah. You can't have an Indiana Jones thing without some kind of a mystical uh, power that Indy doesn't understand. I There hasn't been an Uncharted game recently enough maybe my actual big issue and i haven't gotten around to playing the tomb raider that i'm on those are my favorite games are uncharted and tomb raider they're fun games they're very Um, fun uh speaking about fun games ballet (laughs) and mind games you know i was thinking ballet is kind of a sport it's yeah it's athletic it's very teamwork Mm -hmm. it's teamwork ballet isn't that kind of like lame or whatever isn't ballet like like bad (laughs) what is it that sebastian stan's character said in that scene i don't remember like trying to flirt with these ballet dancers but just being mean about what they do i i don't remember but it seems about right yeah he just watched episodes of the pickup artists and learned that he had to nag people Uh, that's how you how you pick up girls at bars uh, Black Swan, had you boys ever seen the film before? Never. No. Interesting. Wait, yeah. you hadn't either, Mark? I thought you nope. had. Oh. No, this is, uh, I, the rest of this year is, well, Chad's pick is also a movie I haven't seen. I'm very excited. I, you boys, uh, yeah, I don't know. Your moms probably didn't let you watch this movie. Um, and I think I watched it at. I don't a think I was really interested. I was definitely like very plugged in to the Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, I was really rooting for 127 Hours, which uh, both both these movies were nominated. I mean, 127 Hours. I was really into and still enjoy uh, camping and like outdoor stuff at the time. And uh, 
just like seeing this like i don't know survival guy yeah, it was it was cool to see that on hey, screen. Next episode. Episode. Yeah, we'll talk about it next episode. Next episode, because <laughs> you does every time anyone describes that movie to me, I'm just like, well, I have to watch it. But I just like, there's, I don't know. We'll talk it's about good. it next week. It's good. Talk about this movie. I, yeah. I mean, I think I knew this movie as like a Natalie Portman movie that was scary and like mm. I would probably, I probably wouldn't say morally bad, but like I think I was like. That's the kind of movie I didn't watch. Um, yeah. was probably my, my my thought process at the time. I but I probably was torn because I like Natalie Portman. I felt like going into it this time, and I've I've felt like for the past really, I guess since this Oscar season, I knew basically exactly what happened at every step of this movie. <laughs> um but that being said, did not detract from my enjoyment of it. Like it it hits all those beats that I fully expected, but it hits them so well. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's very good. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I was interested in seeing it at the time. I don't know. I was in 10th grade and I didn't really want to see a ballet movie, I guess. The thing is it's like not like it is, but it's not. Like it very much mm-hmm. is it's as boys who were like so into Nolan stuff at the time, like it does feel closer to that than like I don't know that it feels like a Nolan movie. No, not Nolan, but it's still but very it's, it's mind fucky. Like it's, it's a thriller like sure, and it's mind fucky. Yeah, like sure. it feels like it would have been more up our alley than I think any of us probably gave it credit for. I think I I watched it solely because it was nominated for Oscars and Uh one of my movie friends had seen it and were like, oh, you should watch this. I think had I seen this in 2010, it would have really freaked me out, A. And B, I would have thought, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which I do think is kind of like what I walked away uh, with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you guys remember any like trailers or anything from it? Um. I just remember, I remember thinking that the movie was more uh, lesbian-y, I guess, yeah. back then. I think that was like a big part of the marketing was like the tension between Mila Kunis and mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, possibly even some steaminess Which, from the, I mean, like that the tension is a big part. The steaminess, yeah. not so much. Yeah, the steaminess is like two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not really that much. And then towards the end of the movie you're like oh well maybe none of it was real you know like you you start having that so it's like well i mean i was having that like kind of the whole kind of throughout yeah like part of me wondered at certain points i guess i dismissed this pretty quickly because like you have characters literally talking about the character lily uh, mila kunis's character but i question if she was even real at all at one point but yeah i i I discredited that it's like it she's definitely real yeah, like certain experiences that there are uh, third parties. Nina, he is real, but yeah. most of Natalie's interactions with her are not. Um, is right. is kind of how it shakes down. But mm-hmm. um, I I'm surprised that Chad, you knew the like the beats of this movie so well because I knew a lot of iconic imagery and the kind of gist of like she goes crazy out of jealousy and competition. Yeah, but I did I not mean, I, know specifically kinda, what was happening. I kind of knew just from like conversations I'd heard around the movie that it was like a retelling of Black or sorry of Swan Lake through um, 
a movie about Swan Lake. Yes, um, yes. I knew that that concept was forefront, and I knew that it was going to be about like the duality of this Nina character. Um, See, I didn't know the plot of Swan Lake. Me either. I always get it confused with Ugly Duck Lake. I also think there was, I don't remember what the joke was, but there was one SNL sketch about Black Swan uh, that was riffing on the idea of like, you're a great white swan, but you can never be the black swan. Um, I don't remember what the joke was. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember that helped me like years ago be was like, oh, that's what that movie's about. SNL where she did the rap or was that the V for Vendetta SNL? So I, V for Vendetta is when she did the yeah, first sure. one, but I do think she came back for this one. Okay. I Because I think she... she's done the rap three times. Oh, I didn't realize she did it three times. Yeah. And I think this was the second one um, she came back for. It. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen or had you seen any other Aronofsky movies at this point? Um, at the time that this came out, hard yeah. no. Yeah. Um, I was Absolutely not just not hanging out watching out, yeah. Requiem for a Dream when I was in high school. Sure. Um, I since then have seen Pi, yeah, which I need to rewatch because I Same. do not really follow it. Um, and I've seen The Wrestler awesome. a couple Same. times, and I love The Wrestler. Yeah, the Wrestler's the wrestler, good. The Wrestler is like his yeah. most like. Here very, it is. Very accessible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Movie. Um, and. It's similar to this movie in that it's like about athletes fearing that they're aging out of their sport or activity. Well, he originally sacrificing everything. He originally had written a screenplay that was about a wrestler right. and a ballerina, and then he kind of split the two ideas. That's right. Originally, the daughter character I think was supposed to be the Black Swan character. Like, think that I think that was the connection. No, Maybe the, the Marissa, the know. Marissa to my her okay. to me, her being a stripper, she was originally going to be a ballerina, and we were going to see more of the ballet world as opposed to the like wrestling world. That was the original. That conceit. is very interesting. I think that both movies uh, are very similar, including their ending. Um, yes. So, so uh, the Black Swan SNL sketch was bill Hader plays the um the director yep and uh jim carrey plays like the rival um dancer who is like the seductive black swan uh that uh. The, the white swan girl can't live up to and so it's just and jim he does carrey a bunch of like silly stuff doing silly stuff yeah and seeing gotcha. and, and then bill Hader being like totally enamored with him um that, I mean, was that, the sounds, that sounds funny enough. Pretty, pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know that I had seen a lot of Aronofsky at the point either when this came out, but I, I have seen the wrestler since. I've also, I've seen Pi, I've seen Rick Realm for a Dream, I've seen The Fountain. All movies I desperately need to rewatch because Jeez, I think I watched them I... freshman year of college or I like in the summer. The wrestler. Uh, in the summer where I was like not smart enough to like no movie stuff yet. I, I need to hit all of them. And then since I've seen Mother, I've seen, I have not seen Noah, which is the one I feel like I need to get to because um, that's his big blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but I've seen Mother and I didn't love Mother, but it's interesting. I, I want to see all of his movies. I may be least interested in The Fountain um, no, Fountain's good. <laughs> Fountain's very fucking good. I think I, I've seen parts of the Fountain. Well, I've only is... seen the wrestler of his movies. Wow. And now the Black Swan. Um, I mean, he's pretty good. Um, sometimes, you know, like with Mother, it's a little 
too much for me. Um, oh, he's doing the whale. He yeah, is I doing the whale. Doing next. That's really the whale. That is the Brendan Fraser movie. Oh, about right. a, a like a six hundred pound guy who yeah. like struggles with like binge eating. Yeah, very interesting to see how he will handle that. It's based um, on a play. Yeah, cool. uh, I'm I'm intrigued. I I like his obsession with obsession, and Ooh, I like and then, movies about obsession, which is why I like venture movies. So in his movie after the well, he is making a straight up horror movie for the first Good. time ever when everything you know every like one of his Swan, movies touches okay. into horror screw that like black swan is a horror movie i understand it but 100% he is, is he is actively making a horror movie like focusing in on making a horror movie in the premises a fishing like, boat discovers an abandoned yacht with a strange distress call a deckhand agrees to take loan control of it while it's towed into port but he soon discovers why it is called a ghost ship Good. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I think spooky. that like this is a has a movie with a lot of body horror. It's a psychological thriller. There's a very blurry line between psychological thrillers and horror movies. Yes. But I don't know if I would consider this a horror movie, but it is I 100% would call this. Listen, movie. if I was talking to YouTube boys, would I consider it a horror movie? Yes. If I talked to literally anybody else and tried to describe it, hey, watch this horror movie. I would not call this one because they'd get so mad at me. I mean, Film Twitter would tell this a horror movie. I'm sure. And I don't know that I would disagree, but I I know they're like talking to normal people in in my life. It's just, it's if I so, described this as a horror movie, they would get so, so annoyed. Dark and it's about the horrors like of obsession and of yeah. uh like perfectionism um and like paranoia. It's it's I don't know, it's so it's very horror-y. Got a lot of dread throughout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like I, jump scares too. Like, like aesthetically, yeah. it's a it's a horror movie. When like she sees, I mean, herself I'm not gonna fight you much spaces, on it because it's it... like it's terrifying. It's creepy. I though. will say it was much scarier than I th- expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very it's... Uh, pleasant and calming. <laughs> yeah, a, a walk so, in the park for Cody. Uh, Wait, I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to see. That... I. It's, Cody, it's described as a drama thriller. That so that's, while that's that the, horror is not even you on what Wikipedia or on what? IMDb, um, which describes his new movie as a horror movie. So I was just using that as the benchmark. I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but no, I just yeah, wanted to see what they describe it as. It's just um, I, I would use horror to describe this movie. Um, I think sometimes our view of horror is like a little too narrow, and that's that's why it wouldn't be considered horror. I don't know. What were you My trying to say? is too narrow or is... other people's is too broad. Um, but Wikipedia calls it a psychological horror film. So who knows? There you go. I trust Wikipedia on this one. Um, it kind of doesn't fucking matter. So this movie does contain, I have like two like body phobias. Mm-hmm. One of them has to do with the eyes and it like if something were yeah. to slice the eye that's like yeah. an absolute yeah. nightmare that sounds and bad like, ouch like cringe thinking yeah eye it. stuff's no good to me the other one is peeling a hangnail and having it go all the way up your freaking finger 
Yeah. yeah. And that happens in this movie, and watching that made me want to jump out of my window. I only live on the first floor, so I'd, you'd be fine. I'd be yeah, fine. you'd be fine. But I'd have to buy a new window. <laughs> um, yeah, that hurt to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm like fidgeting and cringing thinking about it. It's just so yucky. <laughs> I think I reacted like out loud, which yeah. I've noticed since the since I've started watching movies with people again that I'm reacting verbally more than I used to. <laughs> I think mostly because I, w- I allowed myself to react verbally when I'm at home alone and I just can't stop now. Are um, people but I just did like, kind of scream like, ah, when that happened. Are mm-hmm. people just like, shut the fuck up, Mark? No, but no, it's only that's a matter good. of time. It's only a matter of time. No, I I have felt that too, but mine mine I didn't make a lot of noises during Black Swan. My noises have been during the rewatch of the Fast Saga when they like jump cars out of planes. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And my wife looks over at me and is like, shut up. And I'm like, I can't. I'm like cackling. Mm-hmm. Um, I threw out a lot of like, what the fuck, man? Or like, what are you doing when like a character disappoints me or like makes a bad yeah. decision? Come on. Like a real stereotype of a dumb guy in a movie theater. So I, uh... Mark Mark is watching Black Swan and the director isn't letting Natalie do it. And he's like, come on, coach. Let him play. Why can't you have one let him play, one coach. <laughs> come There's on. I don't know how ballet works. <laughs> I, okay. I also agree. I... This may be because Mark and I have been watching High School Musical, the musical, the series where they will just uh-huh. arbitrarily give people a role that doesn't exist in the production. Like the Rose. Like the Rose, which is being played by uh, hit superstar Olivia Rodrigo, With is playing the Rose. Original music written by Olivia Rodrigo for the show. Um, for Beauty and the Beast, she's playing a flower. She's playing the Rose. The she's rose. playing the Rose that does the Beast has. Does it come to life like the rest of the furniture does? We haven't seen the production yet, Chad. We just know that she's cast. Okay, but this Rose is singing a song. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, she okay. wrote. She wrote a song. She plays the piano and writes the song. And is anyway. We can talk about High School Musical the Musical series all day. Why can't, can't Why can't one person be the White Swan and one person be the Black Swan? Why not? It's not his vision, man. I also is a genius. I do kind of get the argument that the show is about the duality and playing both sides of one swan. So, -hmm. like, one actor helps, but like, look, if you don't have an actor that can play both, you might as well just get Mm -hmm. two. You could just do the Frank to step up for the second half of the show. You could have done kind of like um, how EJ did in the season finale of High School Musical, the musical, the series, where Ricky runs off during half of the production and then EJ comes on, abandons the show, and then EJ has to come on and play Troy. Kind of like that. No, they could have done the McAvoy Benedict Cumberbatch thing for when they were doing Frankenstein and they would like switch up roles every night. Yeah, but the whole point is that Natalie Portman can't can't do the black swan part yeah so she has so to go masturbate no sense she has to go whack one out and then she's ready to go so i don't know a lot about um, masturbation masturbation no i don't okay. know a lot about uh i can show like, you um mark's gonna pull a two in on the zoom call and show you yeah let's not i don't know a lot about ballet or really the- theater production in general mm-hmm. but i feel like 
the director telling her your homework assignment is to go jack off would be frowned over, upon overreach it would well, be slightly frowned upon era so things kind of got out of hand in workplaces yeah, i mean this was a you gotta remember this was 11 years ago that's practically like a lifetime lifetimes. yeah i, I mean, have a lifetime i have I a assume I have a theater degree and mm-hmm. I took a directing course. Did any of your teachers ever? We tell didn't you cover to this in theater. No. no, I have a minor in theater. Uh, okay, um, yeah, this is one of those major topics. Well, I just we we took a directing class and we talked a lot about like, you know, you know, making your your actors kind of bringing the best out of them and that sort of thing. Masturbation was not one of the suggested things so maybe maybe he's going rogue i don't know what about seducing your actor by grabbing their groin and saying that was me seducing you it should be the other way around what about kissing your actor and then chastising her when she doesn't use tongue see i was sick like a couple days because i had the flu so maybe it was covered then but i Mm. kind of just don't think so i cut up on the reading they probably didn't do the kissing thing while you were sick because they were worried about germs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, it's <laughs> either that or the character is supposed to be mean and bad. Yeah. Mean and bad and toxic. Or either that or uh, Darren Aronofsky does not know how ballet works. And this is what he imagines it's like. Or how directing Look, there's a works. chance that that. No, I think he knows how directing works. Yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> But I, he may not know how ballet works. That's that's fair, maybe. Um, I think, yeah, of course, they're all seductive all the time. It's crazy um, Winona Ryder's in this movie at a time when good. she wasn't really in a lot of things. She's so not for in her it for to very long. Nope. Uh, but she but pops like, up and like is pretty a, solid. appropriate that she's like playing the washed up, uh, yeah, chewed up and spit out. Like It's good ballet. casting. Really good, good casting. casting. Kind of meta casting in a way. I kind of wish Winona would like was doing more than Stranger Things. I think she's great in Stranger Things, mm-hmm. but I kind of wish like she was being used elsewhere. Yeah, what is she doing? I really don't know other than Stranger Things. Uh, I know she, she was, was in a movie in a, with Keanu. She was in a miniseries, The Plot Against America. She is in Plot Against America, and I just haven't watched that yet. That is on me. Um, she was in Sarah Cooper's comedy special last year. Yeah, okay. Sarah Cooper. Yeah, okay. She That's the Trump girl. Like Trump moves or his mouth. You know, no one does a good Trump impression except for Sarah Cooper. She sounds just like him. She sounds just like him. She really gets the intonation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a joke about how the internet thinks that there's three people that are the only people that can do Trump impersonations. Like, guys, they can I specifically just... understand it. I go off, King. Do you want to try your Trump impression? How did, no, space. how did Sarah Wait. Cooper, how was she the one person who got famous for lip syncing to Donald Trump? How did that happen? She, she did like the little bit of extra work to put it in funny scenarios. Yeah. And it was incong- in, incongruous. incongruous comedy special. Incongruous, incongruous. Um, okay, two things. One, she was she's, on TikTok and used the TikTok algorithm to help her. And, be, and she's hot. Must have a good agent. It, 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 she probably didn't have an agent before the TikToks popped off. I think people like to watch it so much on TikTok because it was a 
cute girl doing funny things. And that's not just dismin- diminishing her talent because I hear the specials. I haven't watched it. I can't speak to it. I don't think the Trump stuff is all that funny, but the special has more to it than that. So wait a minute. What? Oh, yeah, never mind. This is a TV special. I thought it was a TV series that she no. had that I wasn't aware of. No, it's a special, but like Natasha Leone produced it and stuff. So like, I don't know. It could be really yeah. good. I, I don't find the Trump stuff all that amusing. That's all I can no. speak to. But I also don't like Alec Baldwin doing it. So. No, no, he's not good. At yeah, most of them are bad. Hey, what's worse? What's worse? Sarah Let's Cooper settle this on our Baldwin? no 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 that one's easy. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is worse, yeah. but let's settle it on our Black Swan episode where it's most appropriate since we've already brought uh, up yeah. his name. What's worse, Alec Baldwin's Trump or Jim Carrey's Biden? Oh, Jim and Carrey's I Biden. think I fully agree. Biden, I think it's, it's so Biden. easy. There was just nothing there. It was just like there was no it, it read was on the character if, at all. As if he had never seen Biden before. <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. here's my questions. Which actors and actresses from uh, Black Swan have we seen in movies before on this podcast? Ooh, okay. bro, you're you're jumping to alumni really fast. Mark. Yeah, we were clearly done. We had moved fully to Sarah Cooper. No, 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 no. We're not done. We're not done. Well, there's okay. A, okay, there's like three more things that I want to hit. Okay, and then we uh, can do alumni. All right. um, what do you want? What do you want to hit, Cody? Let's hear. Um, <laughs> okay, no. One of these things I'll save until later. Um, the second. I, I liked how the beginning was kind of like, you know, an overture. It kind of showed what the play was or the, what the movie yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Um, but it was just a dream. But it was just a dream. Why, why, why so childish, to paraphrase? So that is something I wanted to talk about. How old is this character supposed to be? All we really are explicitly told is younger than 28. Um, I think she is... I think we're supposed to find the 20s, 23, 24. I think we're supposed to find all the stuffies and all the pink and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. A little off. Yes. The fact that like her mom is still so overbearing is like. Yeah. I mean, I think that the director's critique that she is weak and timid is like. Mm -hmm supposed to be like okay calm down horny man but also like she is weak and timid and afraid to stand up to her mom and i think that like you can see this as like a coming out movie to an extent where like Mm -hmm. she you know might have some lesbian tendencies that she's been dreaming about right and you know she needs to embrace the black swan side of her that will let her fight for what she wants whether that's a big role or to be with a woman or to stand up to her mom or stand up Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's also about, you know, maybe not letting that completely envelop you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about kind of accepting the the stronger and um, fighting backside of you. I, I know. Hmm. It's interesting because, like, the ending is so, like, dour. Like, she does nail it and she, like, does a great black swan. But at the same time, it's like, it costs her life. I feel like it's like, in some ways it's like no you shouldn't uh give into those like impulses is like kind of the messaging like don't obsess over everything it's like kind well, of i think that you don't want to be the black swan but you want to yeah. be the black swan and the white swan together and i think that she went from full white to full black mm-hmm. well, um, she was full white too because she killed herself <laughs> Well, so I remember this when I watched it the first time thinking this movie was a lot more ambiguous than it 
is, it feels pretty clear to me um, of like, you know, she's imagining most of the Mila Kunis interactions mm-hmm. with her. Um, the real moments are the ones that feel like a break in it. Um, I I remember thinking the ending specifically was a- ambiguous and I is it? I don't think so. I think well, it's pretty think clear the, she dies. The actor literally kills herself because she's so in character. Right. Uh, to me, this is a movie that argues against method acting, or maybe for it. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, because like but, in one way, yeah, she gave the best performance of her lifetime, and she was very good as both the black and the white. It's swan. perfection, but at what cost? Well, I yeah. think that you know, it seems like all she cares about in life is like being a superstar ballet dancer who has like some historic, you know, routine that she does that lets her live on in ballet fame, which is but why it, she, But it's crazy because like she, ballet and theater, you do multiple performances. You're supposed to do a lot. So just doing one is like kind of not so good. You've got this Winona Ryder character who represents what she doesn't want to be. Like she doesn't want the system to chew her up and spit out. She wants to yeah. go out on top. She wants to have right. the show of her lifetime and that's and she, it. And she just have her legacy. She doesn't see the advantage of like having a kid and like that kind of thing. She like resents her mom for giving up and having a kid. So I think that like to her, she's like, I want to burn bright and then be Mm -hmm. done. And so she succeeds in that she she burns bright. It's perfect. And she doesn't care if she gets to live past that or not. Why? Yeah. Good movie. Bad call in my opinion. She's a a mentally ill character um, who makes bad choices. Yeah. I think that's all I wanted to hit. I want to talk about the beginning because there's all that cool like imagery that pops up throughout the movie and then the mm-hmm. childish stuff. So we hit it. Mark, continue as before. Anyway, back to the alumni. Um, y- y'all know any of these people? Natalie Portman. Stan was in Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. And Cody? Natalie Portman, I'm sure we have talked about. What did we talk about her in? What did we talk about her in? What did we talk? We haven't covered oh. Star Wars. We haven't covered a <laughs> the Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling uh, Limited. Yeah. Thus concludes BP alumni. Yeah, there's wow. not that many. Um, we go. didn't talk about Ocean's Twelve, or else we would have talked about Vincent Casal. Mm-hmm. Um, Milo Kunis is not the same person as Megan Fox. Correct. Um, we right. started in the '90s, so we have not talked about Renona Ryder. Uh huh. Um, right. So, so there's that. Now, okay. which of these people have been in superhero? Sebastian franchises? Stan was in Infinity War. But <laughs> yes, also all the, all he is in Falcon and the Winter point. Soldier. He Anybody is else? Winter Soldier. Natalie uh, Portman uh, is in Thor. Is Thor. Natalie Portman is now Thor. Thus concludes Cape Check. <laughs> no, there's so got to sure. be more. There's got to be more. So the the woman who plays the mom, Nina's mom, uh huh, she was in The Last Temptation of Christ. And Jesus had superpowers. Okay. He could turn water into wine. Could walk on water. Came back from the dead. I mean, if that's not a superhero, I don't know what is. All right. He did BBS. not wear a cape. Cape. There is um, no comic books about Jesus. A crown. Uh, okay, there are comic books about Jesus. Please do not fact check me. There are no comic books about Jesus. So there's a graphic novel version of the Bible. Is Boxcar Bertha a superhero? That sounds like a superhero name. That's a Scorsese movie, I'm pretty sure. So uh, no. So no. <laughs> he hates yeah, superheroes. He would uh, 
be rolling in his grave right now if a he were dead and so winona's not been in a superhero movie that's interesting no she has not i mean 11 is kind of a superhero in stranger things really makes you think barbara hershey is winona was in alien resurrection which is about as close as you're gonna get yeah stranger things i would say it's closer barbara hershey is in i'm pretty sure she's in once upon a time not superheroes that's kind there's of a, there's Elsa. There's she's got ice powers. Elsa's got mad, and Sebastian Stan is in that. And then Mila Kunis is the Wicked Witch. Like, <laughs> well, she has a cape. Okay, she does literally have a she cape. She flies on a broom. She has a cape, <laughs> and she Jupiter uh, ascending. Jupiter ascending. I would say Jupiter ascending. kind of counts. Not a superhero. I don't. I may disagree with you there, but that's I will fine. say it does take superhuman patience to be in Family Guy for 22 years. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. The real messed up thing sure. is it seems like she has a good time on that show. I, I don't think it's twisted. hard. Like, I think she just like shows up every so often and is like, yeah. hello, I'm Meg. That's I'm the sounds, ugly right? one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just those two. We're, wow. we're Cape Check and cool. alumni. Well, there you go. Thanks, Mark. All right. Fun Thanks, segment. Mark. I did my did my job. Um, this movie made three hundred and twenty nine point four million on a thirteen million dollar budget. That was wild to me. It made so much fucking money. It made more money than the Social Network. I did not That's know insane. this movie was a massive hit, but no. it was, which is crazy. Why didn't they make a sequel? Franchise this thing. <laughs> Well, now I, I mean it's it's a it's a Disney, so uh, I mean I would not be surprised if we get an FX announcement of a Black Swan miniseries. That would not be surprising at all. Not even a little bit. Although I again I'd be a little surprised to, to hear about Black Swan on Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't know. Not on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's yeah, FX. FX on Hulu. Yeah. Um, it got an eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a four point zero on Letterbox, which again higher than Social Network, which surprised me. Hmm. Um. It got nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography. I don't know what won that year, but that feels like a good one to have given it. Uh, and film editing. And it won for Best Actress. Pretty pretty good role. Pretty good uh, performance here. A good win, in mm-hmm. my opinion, for this, like, giving the... Yeah. I think there was a lot in the... Um, a lot in the like campaign about like oh she lear- actually learned how to do some ballet stuff and blah 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 yeah blah, I mean blah, I figured which is, she had to have with some of the shots but that's, they had like, that's not what's interesting to me about this performance yeah. really it's all the other stuff um so a good win I think a good a good Oscar win so mm-hmm. um all right guys is it better than the Social Network that's the question well Cody you picked the or no. You, uh, Mark, you picked the social network. So yeah, I want to go with this. no. Social so Mark's picking you. social network. Shad, what do you think? I kind of think the social network is a good movie, but it's overrated. And I think that the Black Swan is better. Social well, network is very good. Drop the, the it's cleaner. It's just Black overrated. Swan. Overrated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Overrated. I, that I'll live in my truth. I think it's like it's it's good, but it like I don't. I've heard it, and I've heard Cody, you know, bring it up in the conversation of like best of the decade, 
I just disagree with that. I would yeah, also bring every it up time, in the rest of the decade conversation. Every time I put a gun to your head, which is often, and say, well, what is the best movie of the decade then? I, I mean, you're you're I like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the best movie of the decade is, <laughs> but I know like I could name a lot of movies I think are better than Social Network, and Black Swan's one of them. Okay. Cody, would you agree? <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Social Network. Social Network is what I was going to choose before Black Swan. Black Swan was kind of my pivot move away from social network um i really like social network a lot i think it um man is this just gonna to be, be the relevant. podcast where i'm annoyed that the social network keeps winning from here on yeah. out yeah it yeah, might probably. be similar to my <laughs> me having to deal with wes anderson and coen brothers movies just winning over and over again deal with it i mean okay when is wes anderson ever won yeah true yeah, no true. i think he did win one but he, he didn't make it much he won for dozen mystery fox over nothing but also um we've only had one full wes anderson episode the rest of that no we didn't it was fantastic <laughs> didn't they, fox. oh right right, right, right. Clean. we've just not, done three of yeah, them neither of them were my pick it was mark's first west pick that's right rushmore and the darjeeling limited which we mentioned on this episode listen we're gonna leave this with a basic ass pick i don't know that's always what was gonna happen should have stuck with pirates that's what i've been saying the whole time should have stuck with titanic is the truth look in, in our series finale we will talk about um i all of the winners of every year and i think we pit all of them against each other again yeah but i think like that's definitely what we're gonna do i think like if like social network going up against uh what's the reigning champ now no country for old men no country for old men i think that's a toss-up i think titanic has a chance of beating either one of those if we yeah. weren't insane back then when we dethroned it um so i think that we have an interesting conversation ahead of us uh for our series finale but that's a little ways off wait hold on i can't remember Mark, did we say Hurt Locker was better than No Country for Old Men? I did. also just... Oh, I think y'all did, and I. Did I think not. we might have. Yeah, I think we might have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It says Hurt Locker overall. <laughs> that's yeah. that's not gonna last very long. No, I think Social Network's <laughs> better than Hurt Locker. I just think y'all are insane for thinking Hurt Locker is better than No I Country mean, for Old Men. I Man. also think that Social Network's better than No Country for Old Men. So at the end of the day, yeah. it does not matter. Sure, I, I, but like I, I have a easier time accepting that than the Hurt Locker being better than No Country for Old Men. Sure. And the Hurt Locker is good. I don't even remember why we did that, but it is funny either, to me. I was mad about it, though. The Hurt Locker is really good. Yeah, it's it is good. very good. But like, anyway, No Country for Old Men is No Country for Old Men. I don't know, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think my logic was it's not the best Cohen movie, and I we, think, we're talking about ninety of them. I think that my feeling about No Country is your feeling about Social Network, which is that they're like, yeah, half a star overrated. I think they're both great. Um, so I also think they're both centrist. great. Hey, let's check in on the game. I forgot we were doing that now. Oh yeah, let's do <laughs> oh, it. Right. Sure. Let's um, do it. Well, we had talked about the gigantic letdown that was in the Heights. It did not quite meet the, what did I say, $70 million over under 75 that I no. said. No. Yeah, that's what you had, you had set. It, it came in at 11. Oh, um, okay. Peter Rabbit, I guessed, right on the money with $10 million, uh -huh. um, which was fun. 
Then we had Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which Mark said was going to be 10. It was 16.7. What a hit. But it a was bigger hit than In the, the Heights. It was 10 million on a three-day weekend. And I didn't I got, really have anything to reference for. I got that one wrong, Cody. Got that one right. Yep. Uh, in the Heights, Mark thought maybe it would squeak to nine in its second weekend. Nope. A very disappointing four. Uh, Quiet Place 2 continues to make so much fucking money and had a, another nine mil. Um, we also did some top fives last week. Um, I said well, Hitman's. What, nobody, what do you want? Nobody guessed that, that well, Jason Hammond's podcast daddy guessed that In the Heights would not be number one and that Quiet Place would in fact be number one. Yeah, he did very uh, good on that week. Correctly guessed the top three of that week. And then I correctly guessed the bottom three of that week. And then um, for the for the next week, me and Chad both played it smart and mm-hmm. went with the new release as the number one opener, yeah. uh, which really helped us. And then we got some various other scores. So let's do a check-in just on the overall score of this game. Overall and- score, Cody is winning with 27. I am in a tight second place with 26. Um, I get my over-under points by being close mm. on my over-under that I set, which I've been decent at so far. Um, Jason is in third at 22 and Chad is um, scraping by at 11 after getting a solid yeah. zero in the first week. I've gotten zero points on all of my over-unders and I did pretty solidly on the top five projection this past hey, week. Chad, so, it's yeah. almost like a bad method is setting your over-unders before Mark sets the numbers. I've had a good feeling. Um, okay. So, okay. That's right. so, so the, the, the current week which will be uh over and done by the time that this podcast is out um is f9 at 30 million um hitman's wife bodyguard at 7 million in its second weekend and then Mm -hmm. quiet place 2 at 6 million in its fifth weekend and we'll see what happens f9 is the only movie opening the weekend is saying under under 30 million for f9 brave this nothing's Um, making that money these days man well, there have been two things that opened higher than thirty million this year. Yeah. What, what two things? Uh, Quiet Place and Kong. Yes, it will be over. But it has been two months since either of those came out. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be over then. So, while Chad puts in his guesses, mm-hmm. um, I like this. I like that we check in on this. This is fun. Um, yeah. Speaking of movies that are opening, Mark, tell people where they can find you and what movie you're looking forward to. Um, you can find me at Watlington Mark on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all of the fun places. Um, and then you can also find me watching uh, The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Chad, where they can find you and what are you watching? Um, you can find me at chad a oliver across all social media platforms i also have another podcast called the lord of the Rings sentence where i read the lord of the rings one sentence at a time and it shouldn't take me very long uh you can follow that podcast at l-o-t-r sentence and those episodes come out every thursday wherever you find podcasts i am very much looking forward to a new marvel movie black widow uh coming out very soon now in the middle of a loki season or is Loki going to be... Loki's not going to be wrapped by then, right? No, the Loki finale will come out the week after. Wild. Mm. I don't think there's going to be any connection. Connection? Nope. Like, I agree. One's very, like, cosmic-y sci-fi, and one seems very, like, uh, 
just spy movies. One was wrapped before the other one was announced. So yes. I, I think Black Widow's gonna connect to Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I'm trying to do a better job at just consuming Marvel content as it comes out because I keep getting wrapped up in the theorizing and then like not having fun with it in a weird way mm. um, because I'm too distracted to like actually like the thing I'm watching. Um, right. Which is a weird place to be in. Um, but yeah, Black Widow. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my other show, We Need to Talk About Spider-Man on uh, wherever you find podcasts. The movie, I'm going to hit a couple because Mark didn't say the Steven Soderbergh movie that uh, is about to come out called No Sudden Move. It's a crime movie. Looks good. Um, Zola is coming out. Pretty excited about that. And then I... I'm pretty pumped about this Fear Street trilogy where we're getting one movie per weekend for three weekends in July. I'm like pretty into that. I'm a big R.L. Stein fan. Uh, goosebumps from day one, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Um, Definitely an right. interesting concept. Yes. I, you know, we don't we don't see that very often. Um, hey, Mark, what's the best movie of 2010? Easily the social network. Uh, Chad, what is the best movie of 2010? Uh, not the Black Swan. The Old White Swan is very good, but n- not the Black Swan. Uh, social network. Cody, what is the best film of 2010? You started trying to do his accent, and now you're now you sound like a like uh, Pirate. rejected Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean yeah. villain. Salazar. Um, look, I'm um, sorry. I tried. And then I it, know you it did it your best. Away. Hey, I think the best movie of 2010 is Social Network. Thanks everybody for listening. And remember, I've got a little homework assignment for you. Go home and touch yourself. Live a little. episode of best pictures we're talking about my pick for the best movie of 2010 a little uh james franco romp directed by danny boyle called uh 127 hours um, about the real story of aaron ralston cutting off his arm because he's stuck and it's a good movie you should check it out but it's not available to stream anywhere you'll have to rent it or buy a dvd or something so I want to say I was watching Black Swan this week, Chad, you know, as as we were supposed to do for yeah. the podcast and as we all did. And uh, we just talked about that for like an hour and a half. I know it was great. Yeah. Um, there was a trailer for 127 hours on the Black Swan Blu-ray, Beautiful. which I thought was fun. Yeah. Did it look good? Did the trailer look good? Uh, I mean, it was the trailer I saw in 2010 and I didn't watch the movie. So, hmm. OK, well. Get ready to watch a man cut off his arm in a very good movie from 2010.